18 months before Pep Guardiola eventually took over at Manchester City, we here at V in Sports yeah. told you that he would do. Much denial followed, of course, for 12 months or more, but he did. Mm. Now out of Italy comes the suggestion that he's on his way to Juventus. Yeah. The source is the very same journalist that told us Ronaldo would be leaving, Cristiano if you prefer, would be leaving Real Madrid to play football for Juventus. What are we to make of this? I think um, the, the, there's a big possibility because I think it's the last of the big ones yeah. for Pep. Barcelona, Bayern Munich, Manchester City, Juventus. Juventus Four big leagues. And, I, I, and, and it, when he left Barcelona, it shows you what type of man he was because why did he want to leave Barcelona? And he wanted to test himself somewhere else. He went, and we were talking about it before, he went and learnt German straight away. So as soon as he went into Bayern Munich, he could speak fluent, fluent in German. And, he'll, and he come to England and he's done all he can do. I mean, if he wins a treble here, what more can he do? And, and well, if he so, wins a quadruple. You know, well, a quadruple <laughs> even, yeah. That would be amazing. <laughs> what Absolutely more can amazing, you know. Yeah. But I certainly think it's on the cards for himself to go and do, to do Italy... Juventus is the biggest team there. Test himself there, and, you know. And for me, after that, would probably only be the Spanish national side mm. thinking thinking ahead. Mm. But he's that type of coach. He's a brilliant guy, fantastic lad, and uh, he wants to go and test himself in Italy sooner rather than later. By the sound of and, it. And I, do you think modern day now, three years is is, is about right uh, at, at any football? Club? I'd like to get three years. <laughs> <laughs> I knew that was coming. <laughs> I mean, so, you know, it's a long, long time in these days, you know. So, uh, yeah, three, three, four seasons, um, I think, for it, Pep, Pep has gone no, no farther than that. So I don't and he's very really intense as well, isn't he, in his, in his method? Yes. You know, sometimes mm. as a player, you need to change as well, as much mm -hmm. as the, the manager still. You know, he's very, he's on you, you know, every single day. Mm. Um, and like I said, he just fancy the challenge in Italy um, why not I just, I just think that if you're Man City though you own that club the amount of money really that you've invested in Pep Guardiola being your gaffer not for three years I'm thinking they might have thought he might be there double that mm. treble that because of the investment they've given him, the opportunities they've given him, and how he's, he's what they're building. I think they'll be gutted if that happens Out of Germany recently a flood of stories in Der Spiegel um, you know what I'm going to refer to. Yeah. <laughs> um, about misdemeanours within the game via footy leaks. And, and Rui Pinto, we discussed this on Keys and Grey yesterday, uh, allegedly the source of much of this, extradited from Hungary this week back to Portugal to face charges. But a, a lot of the English press have not been too interested in this story up until now. UEFA, FIFA, and now the Premier League are asking questions. Are they right? Well, certainly, well, if it's UEFA, they're probing into it. I mean, you have the responsibility as the, as the league to, to look into that. Um, and from Pep's point of view, we're just talking about going to Italy. Maybe he's looking a year, two years ahead, thinking if there's actually any truth behind it, I'm getting out of here. Um, <laughs> you know, like, there's, there's no smoke without fire, as we yeah. speak. And, you know, once you start searching for stuff, it's difficult uh, to ignore that. And, yeah, you know, they could be hit with a huge financial... Fine, uh, transfer embargoes, that sort of stuff, and he doesn't want to be there when that happens. As someone, Sam, that has suffered as a result, again, phraseology here is um, have to be careful with, but the imposition into your private life that saw your mm. downfall as the England manager, where do you sit with these investigations that 
As we discussed yesterday on Keys and Gray, a court of law would not be admissible, but in footballing terms, it would appear are. Well, uh, my personal point of view was uh, was proven to be um, so so bad was the journalism at the time that we proved how wrong it mm. was, and how they had misrepresented what had actually got on. Now, for me, that should be illegal, and that's what Ipsos was there for uh, after the Leveson inquiry, which was which was a massive. Thing in These are press the investigative bodies that yeah, you're the talking press about investigation in the UK. body yeah. was set up, Ipso, to look at things exactly like mine was. But to get them to come on the side of you and against the papers was, was more than and over 12 months long. Unbelievably, after that, my time for suing had passed. So you can draw to the conclusion, did Ipso stretch it out long enough so when I got the right decision, I couldn't then go and sue the paper for more justice than I'd already got. And for me, that's why, why do you want to bring the England manager down when he really hasn't done anything? And that's exactly what happened. Well, how, how will Manchester City be feeling about what is happening around and about their club at the moment as a result of the same investigative process that, that, that saw for you. Somebody's hacked the information, haven't they? Yes, like you yes. mean? And that, they will have hacked that. It, it, I would have thought some of the stuff that happened with me, I think they, some of the stuff that they may have got may have been hacked illegally. That's, that's my problem. You know, if it's, so should City be under investigation as a result of speculative, speculative email? E well, they have, we draw our own rules up when we feel like it, Richard, don't we? You know what I mean? I mean, restricting people to spend money has always has never been something that I've been fond of. You know, I think if somebody's got the money to put into a football club and wants to invest into it, why do we restrict them? <laughs> but we do, don't we? And we do. And if, if, they are, and, if they're abusing and if, and that, if they're abusing that, that regulations, then they'll get a two, a two, is it a two, what Chelsea facing? A two, 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 two window ban, yeah. which is, you know, yeah. it's critical today in today's modern football worldwide, that's the branding of a football club like Man City, Man United, globally how good they are, and for their revenue streams, to have a, a two-window ban could be devastating for that, that club and that business, because that's what it is now. It's massively worldwide business. So they've got to do their very best to avoid that window of, uh, of bans, and, uh, because they'll need to reinvest again to continue to try and win the league and win the Champions League is next on Man City's list in it. That's what they really would want the owners and Pep to actually win the Champions League sooner. I think finan financial fair play was designed really to stop, to stop clubs getting themselves into trouble, but mm. no time soon are City going bust, are they? No. Or, no. or, or Paris Saint-Germain. No, no, no. I mean, it's no. just it's laughable, no. that, yeah. that suggestion. Yeah. So uh, maybe you're right. The, 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 the problem is the financial fair play yeah. regulation. So, but I mean, what what other business is is restricted for investing in it? Nothing. I don't, that I can do you know what? I don't no. know what other no. business in the world is actually saying, "Oh, just a minute, you can't invest in that business anymore." From your own personal wealth, you're not allowed, mm. or the or, for, or getting the loans from the bank. That's how businesses flourish. Like I mean, reinvestment, mm. and to have only reinvest what your turnover is, is it, it, it's not quite right. I know it was it all good intentions initially because yeah, there was. 
there were too many clubs going bust, but there's not so many now. I think there's only one going bust at the minute, and that's Bolt Wanderers. Well, I was just about to mention that. <laughs> yeah. and that's all. The, the, owner said, the owner actually says he's got a buyer for this week. Is that possible? Well, my knowledge um, is that the big problem for the, the, the buyer is there is so many problems at the club in terms of money owed to many, many different people. And until the new owner can solve all those problems, it would be foolish to enter into anybody buying bought wonders at the moment. Until those, I don't know whether they're winding up orders or money owed with interest and exactly accumulating how much that in is, is, is critical to the new owners. This is a club I love, as you well know. Whoever the new owner is seriously has to be good enough and have enough funds behind them to make Bolt Wonders the sort of club it was that we or we built when we were in the early 2000s and and if they haven't got that wealth then they shouldn't they shouldn't buy the football club because they'll jump they'll jump out the frying pan into the fire and have the same problems down the road in 12 months again they shut the training ground this week because they couldn't afford to feed the players the players threatened to go on strike as a result of non-payment but have decided to play today against Millwall so we'll get this game out of the way but keep your eyes on what's happening at Bolton Next year, we are going to embrace in the Premier League technology and VAR will get everything right. It's a utopia that managers like Sam have been arguing for for years. Yeah. And here's a very good example of why what I'm saying is absolute nonsense. <laughs> <laughs> but you guys, no. Sam, have so, argued for VAR Yeah, but it's the interpretation of VAR. It's not the VAR oh, so itself, what, what, I mean, what sort of mess are we yeah, going to get into then if it doesn't well, sort things it, out as it's supposed I to? I agree. Well, it's, it really is not going to be the sort of technology we're going to use because the people who are using it and, and at the moment aren't using it well enough. If we'd had in, VAR last week in, in, in the game and in the incident that we were just discussing, Harry Kane's mm. penalty, uh, we, we, we know that we've got a, a split of decisions from, from officials anyway. So how actually is it going to help us going forward, this technology? It, well, I think it will help, help in some more simpler cases of clear offside or clear fouls or what we have to do is they have to be brave enough to, to tell the guys who have who've, well in this instance it's the referee's gone over to look at the screen right in all the other instances it comes from the well I, I just wanted to take it on in that direction yeah, you know, for you because so, mo- the, 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 the other four big leagues around the, the Europe yeah. All ask a referee, and they're doing the Champions League, as we've just seen, to go and look at a screen. Yeah. And the ultimate arbiter is then the referee, yes. right? But not in England next year, and it hasn't been the case in cup matches this season. And, and not many have noticed, but it's something Anna and I have discussed a lot. Mike Riley is going to tell his referees, you don't need to go to the screen, we'll make the decision. From our HQ. So, actually, the referee is in the office and not on the pitch. And that's another opinion. That's him trying to protect him again. That's all he's doing. I mean, nobody can see what they're doing behind the screen. You know what I mean? It's ridiculous. It's completely closed, isn't it? There's no no openness towards it. You know, if if they're sitting in the studio 200 miles away giving a decision, you know, we should be able to know know what what it is. You you was used to it, know this. It's goals and penalties and and sendings off. But you two as centre-backs should know this. When these these referees who have 
isolated in these studios, right? As a defender, you go into it, make an honest attempt for a tackle. Mm. You just a fraction late. late you yes. catch them badly. That's but right. you've only a fraction late. That's right. They no. then look at it in so much slow-mo yeah. that it looks like you've done somebody. Yeah. Yeah. When it could be an... So that is going to change an opinion. Yeah. Isn't made, it? Made worse by possibly people making decisions that never played a game. You know, See, I think, I, I think it's a combination it of everything, Richard. We, we've always argued about, you know, I don't mind progression. I don't mind bringing things. I think the goal line technology has been great. great. Yeah, the goal but you line have to bring it in when it works, Sam. Mm. I, I, I was still playing about with it. We're going to bring it into the most important league in the world. And we're still not sure how it works. Well, no. as I keep referring <laughs> back to the World Cup final, on, on the biggest stage of all, yeah. they got it wrong yeah. in yeah. the World Cup final. Yeah, they now, did. are you as much of an advocate of using it as you once were? No. Not on the confusion that's causing here now. <laughs> I was relieved to see it coming in, but then see, looking at everybody. The other, the other side of it is they're not, they're not advertising it well enough for the fans by putting it on the big screen and letting the fans see what's going on for the two minutes or three minutes where the judgment's being made. And to block it away from the fans is a massive mistake for me. It's their, it's their right. They paid the money to come in. They want to see what the officials are looking at to see whether it's a foul or not a foul. And it adds to the, the drama of the mm. game, don't mm. you think? You know what I mean? When the, when the cricket comes on and they go that, and then it flashes, is he in yeah, or is but he I don't out? think your sport is like that. I don't, you know I mean? I don't agree. I, I think our sport's a sport because it is, because it flows, because it has grey areas, because we don't stop it for two, three, four minutes at a time to look at a screen and say, is a goal going to be given? I mean, I can imagine it in a, in a well, final. Well, what we're doing is we're stopping it for that long now, so why don't we put it on the screen anyway? It's going to get yeah, stopped for that long. I don't think that improves the game. I don't think it improves the watch. I think it takes away well, some of the fabric of the game. Well, on the, the fans today. are saying they're taking too long, but if it's coming on the screen so they can see it, at least it's passing well, the time. Well, that's why Mike Riley doesn't right? want the referees that are on the pitch to go and look at screens. He simply wants to be able to say, well, we've seen it. Yes or no? Let, let's, let's just for a moment pretend you've got 18 of the Premier League officials sat in front of you, Sam. Yes. What are you going to say to them <laughs> to start uh, what, to make what, them better? What I'm going to say to that make them better. How can we change the rules to make it easier for you to make the decisions on the field? Because that's what they're doing now. They are confusing the referees when you've got two referees saying two different things. Because the law is too confusing in the first place. Which break. law? It's the offside simple, law? The or? offside law, particularly what we've been discussing. And the handball and, law. And, and the handball law. I mean, there's, there's, there's about six years ago where, where I, I think I was... I don't know which club I was at. I've been at that many. Um, uh, <laughs> I can't remember which club I've been at. But it, nearly every handball in the box was a penalty. Yes. Yeah. You remember that, wouldn't you? Yeah. Nearly every handball that year was a penalty in the box. And then the year later, when we started saying, what's going on here, it started to calm down and be more realistic about the fact that they went back to what the rule said. It has to be a deliberate handball. Well, it last, last week there was an IFAB meeting in Aberdeen where, where the, the, the lawmakers, and David Ellery is, is right at the fore of this, another former Premier League ref, uh, and they spent hours talking about handball. Should they not have been concentrating their energy more discussing the offside law? Would that have been more productive? Well, it's more productive, absolutely, because it, this is becoming more and more confusing than, than it's ever been. Mm. I mean, we had, we had enough waiting, wait and see. It was, you know, he kicks the ball, don't put your flag up, wait and see. Mm. Yeah, wait and see for what? For what? Accident, injury. So then there's a pause by the lines of the referee then something else happens in those few seconds, and then he f might even forget to put his flag up and keep <laughs> it down. Because those decisions by <laughs> officials are instinctive and have to come instantly. 
not to ask them to pause and wait to see what's, what's happening. The best decisions are made when the referee makes them in the split second, I feel. Do you uh, think that, that, that referees' leaders protect officials on the pitch with post-match explanations that match decisions that were made? Well, I think they do, they do the best to protect them as much as they can, and there's no doubt about that. I mean, they'll, they'll go out, out as far as they, they, they'll go around and actually say, you know, the people are criticising them, ease down on it. I think that I think the vast, I think the vast. Richard Scudimore to have a word with Gary Neville and people like that to not criticise referees as much as they have because I don't see them boys and them guys actually coming out and being as critical to the referees as they were last season and the season before and it seems and feels like to me that somebody's had a word and said can you just ease off on them Mike Riley has consistently said when I sat in Premier League meetings that I have to attend every year has consistently got up and said that they get 89, <laughs> 95 decisions yeah. wrong yeah. and all the, right. Managers, right. all the managers right, all the managers sit there and laugh at him <laughs> and go you've got to be kidding me because you can manipulate stats any way you want because they, they put their own stats together nobody else looks at them so they can manipulate those stats to say mm -hmm. this is well, what we've seen is. a statement haven't we from UEFA you know, making it was a ridiculous statement that it should have been the PSG game, saying he made his body bigger. Like we all sitting here saying, <laughs> yeah. absolute nonsense. Yeah. Yet two days later, they, you know, scribbled together a statement. It's, that not, makes it's it not an easy job, is it? No, no. Nothing no, but I think the players they love doing it. They love doing it. They make it more complicated, Richard, than they need to. They love doing it. They really do. They love doing it. They get that uniform on. They love it. I've got to feel the power. What I'm playing? What I'm playing? Get together. You know, before the start of the season, every captain gets together with the managers. How can we improve the game? Yeah. You know, we are. Well, I was playing a game. I've got a good idea on how to improve it. What's not working? Rather than the other way around, where we've got the referees coming before the start of the season yeah. and telling us what, what to, do, to do, rather than listen. Mm. We all want the product to be great. We want to have a good game, a fair game, and most times they're not the better team wins. But it, it is a fantasy. To, I mean, yeah. you, you just said to Sam, look, they haven't played the game. These guys, yeah. we have. If, if I had said to you, well, so okay, Robert, when you retire. Mm. We want to make a referee of you. They won't let you. you. Well, but I don't think today's pros would be interested, no. Sam. Why? No, why? No, no, You're no, a rich no, young man. No, no, you don't no. need that aggravation. No, I'm saying no. not me to be a referee, but as a player to make the referees better. So not, I don't want to be a referee. No chance. <laughs> but but it takes, all, anyway, it takes too long to be a referee if you're. If you can encourage players from the lower leagues, Richard, like the, 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 the you know the second division, the first division, who don't earn as much as the guys doing the Premier League, who do have to think about working after they've stopped playing football. These guys finish at 30, 35. They've maybe played 10, 15 years as a professional footballer in the lower leagues. What's wrong with encouraging people like that yeah, to become a referee if the monies are good and if, if, you, sh if Steve, you shorten the length of time it takes? Steve Harper, goalkeeper at Newcastle, right, went through all the courses as a referee mm -hmm. right, for when his career finished and he got to the stage where he had to go out and get experience and they said, right, you've got to go out and referee on the parks. And he went, yeah, this is crazy. why can't I referee in the academies? Mm -hmm. If I go out and a referee uh. in the parks at Newcastle, I'm going to get slaughtered. <laughs> so, the, so this is their way of discouraging him to become a referee as an ex-professional footballer, in my opinion. And he got so discouraged, he just went, ah, packed it, he just went, ah, forget it. Do you think it. the officials know all the rules? Lots of them. Do you think that they actually understand all the laws of the game in their entirety, handball, offside, like we're, that we're talking yes, about? Yes, I, 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 my view on that would be, yes, they yeah, do, but so. then I think the interpretation of That's the law... I mean is always going to be a matter of the, debate, even with VAR. 
I think the real decision is is based in what we did at the LMA many years ago and, and give them, a, I think it was a 125 page document and we felt the way forward for referees in, in all areas was to start at the bottom where there's lots of young people to be encouraged into refereeing and not be abused on the parks by going through the academies and a lot of ex-players who were released at 18 and 19 given an opportunity to come into an academy system that would develop them as referees and that, that, that would give us better referees in the future rather than the system that they have now where they start going through the parks and then work their way into the to non-league, then into the league and then work their way up. And, and, and it's far too, for me, it's far too late mm -hmm. when they're into the late 30s when they're actually coming to referee in the Premier League, some of them, you know. And I, think that, 40s, I, think I just think 40s. recruitment is the answer to, the, to getting better referees, which means you have to go back way to the bottom don't forget, we have fewer referees now than we did when we first went professional. I think in nine, was it 2001 we went professional? We had 24 professional referees. They went from what they were to professional referees, 24. I think we have 15 now, maybe 16, that's all. That's a big load for those. And a lot of those are going to Europe. Yeah. So they're coming back on a Thursday, yeah, and then they're having to travel to a game yeah, on the Saturday... And not good than the night before, mm. and then they have to travel back and then have another. Well, of game course, at the moment our boys can't referee in Europe because we, we're not using VAR, and that's mm. a requirement of the European competitions now. So right. that means that a lot of them, well, all of them, in fact, are not mm. getting the invite at the moment from uh, from UEFA. Well,